All right, guys. So I know a lot of you guys reach out and you find me because of a breakup. You're in a really tough spot in your life. You're at a low point and you're thinking I've, there's got to be a better way. There's got to be some different way to do things than what I've been doing. And you're right. So welcome. Glad you could uh, discover this uh, podcast or this video series if it's the first time uh, for you. If it's not, welcome back. Appreciate your support. Um, and so I want to talk about kind of the, the transformation that happens after a breakup, right? For a lot of you guys, there's, there's a breakup, right? You're, you're at the, the ends of your rope with a marriage or at the end of your ropes, uh, at the ends of your rope with, a you know, a girlfriend that you've been with for a while, or maybe not even a while, right? But you're, for some reason, you're all in, you're fully invested in this other person and, and the relationship that the two of you all have had together and, um, you know, it's no longer working out, you know, despite your best efforts, it's done, right? They're checked out and you can't control that. So I want to talk to you guys, um, this week, a little bit about what it was like for me and, uh, what kind of lessons I learned now looking back, right. And, and what I can be grateful for in the moment, um, you know, I, I get these messages all the time of, hey, man, I, I'm in the process of of losing my wife. Uh, I'm in the process of losing my marriage and my family. And, um, you know, first, first thing I want to say is that I feel for you, right? That pain has to be unbearable. Um, you know, I, I can't give you any kind of words of consolation that'll fix it or make the pain go away or make the hurt go away. It's not going to happen. But what I can tell you is that as hard as it here it is to hear it, like praise God for opening your eyes now and in this way instead of later in some other way. And I wanna I wanna dive into that a little bit. Like, what do you mean? Like how how insensitive? And and for you that that don't believe in in god if you don't believe in jesus um that is hard to hear you know because things are so finite right we're we're caught up in this world of live your truth manifest your own dreams put it out into the universe and the universe will give it back to you and there's, you know, create abundance and all this kind of like, that's guys, that's not, that's just not how it works. You know, that's not how it works. Um, and, and I say that because I grew up. Okay. All right. We're, we've started off talking about how your breakup is not the end of your life. It's actually the beginning. Um, and I want to, want to circle back to that by kind of telling a story here, right? Setting the stage. I grew up in church surrounded by Christians. And I was telling this, um, I was telling this the other day in my men's group that for a long time, right? I was a Christian. I've been a Christian since I was 13, right? Believer, baptized, Jesus died for my sins. Um, I have hope of salvation through him and his sacrifice. I I believed all that, right? From the age of 13, 
on. Um, and then somewhere around the age of 15, 16, I decided to kind of start doing things my way, right? And then while I was still involved with a church family, you know, in terms of I was present, um, I wasn't really involved. I wasn't, I wasn't walking the talk outside of it. Right. So, I mean, like I wasn't drinking or doing drugs or anything like that, but I was surrounded by it and I was surrounding myself by it because I enjoyed it. Right. I thought it was more fun. Um, but I felt like as long as I'm not doing it, then I'm, I'm the good guy. Right. I'm not, I'm not making the mistakes here. I'm not sinning. And so, you know, as, as I approached college, you know, still thinking, still thinking though, like I'm a good guy, right? Like I, I'm not evil. I don't want to do harm to people. I'm, you know, I still believe that God is, is, you know, a very powerful and real thing. Um, but I want to live life my way. You know, that's, that's how I thought. And then I had a, a friend of mine who I had known in high school, um, pass away tragically in a car accident. Right. And, that that moment for me um seemed to kind of stir something up right it was kind of like it's kind of like i heard god kind of knocking at the door going hey man like i'm still here and uh i'm gonna help get you through this but just know that it's it you have to come to me because i'm always here and when you're ready to come to me, I'm still going to be here, right? So that's the type of feeling that I had. And I felt like a lot of signs were pointing me in the direction of things of, of maybe where he was wanting me to go instead of where I was wanting to go. So I, I transferred away from um, the college, the university where I had a, believe it or not, I had a, <laughs> I had a full scholarship for vocal music ed education. Um, and that was gone by like Christmas, right? I never went to class. I was just always trying to hang out with my friends, even though there were church friends, right? I still thought I was a good dude. Okay. But I wasn't, uh, I wasn't holding up my end of the bargain, right? I was trying to live life my way and then get, get around, you know, the hangups. So, you know, this, this tragic death happens, you know, like I'm, I'm just 19 years old, like just turned 19 years old at the time. And, uh, it really shook me, right? Shook me to my core, um, made me realize I had a lot of depression. I had a lot of fear. I had a lot of anger and um, made me want to do something about it, right? So first thing I do is I, I I didn't know what else to do. I knew growing up as a child, like I tried therapy in like third grade. I hated it. Uh, just felt like all the guy I wanted to do was just sit and play games um, in hopes that that would get me to open up, right? And And I think I think that did more for him and maybe my mom's case against my dad's attempts to get custody, uh, even though he, he shouldn't have been trying, but, you know, God love him. He tried every couple of years. Um, and so I feel like that was more evidentiary instead of healing for me and um, evidentiary for, for the case. Right. So um kind of being a pawn a little bit in the court system, the family court system, uh, which was never fun. And um, so, yeah, trying to, th trying to think of where I was going with that. Um, okay. Whatever the case is, right. Like, okay. So I didn't think, I didn't think that therapy worked, right. I thought it was a bunch of crap. 
Um, so instead I talked to my, my PCP, I talked to my doctor and I told him, I was like, Hey, here's what I'm feeling. Like just had the death of a friend. Um, maybe I need some help. Can you help me? So he prescribed me like Lexapro, I believe was the antidepressant SSRI, um, or S yeah. 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 It's either serotonin or selective serotonin reuptake inhibitor. Anyway, I'm sorry. I'm thinking about the medical term. And I'm, I may have switched up the S's, but nonetheless, it's right. Um, so, so yeah, it was trying to help with a chemical imbalance. And the crazy thing about that is I never went underwent any testing, right. To determine if I had some sort of chemical imbalance neurologically what is mind blowing to me, right? You're going to, and, and I was reading the side effects, you know, being 19 years old, I'm reading the side effects uh, approaching 20. I think at the time, by the time I got on it, um, I was 20, I'm, I'm pretty sure I was 20, but, um, yeah, I, I'm reading through it. It's like, um, suicidal ideations is a side effect. Like I, I might be suicidal as a result of trying to take this medication. So I take it right. And I, cause I'm like, something's gotta be better than what I'm doing. And, and I take it and I'm just like, I just feel worse, right? Like, I feel like I'm, I feel like I have no control anymore. I feel like I'm dependent on something else and, and come to find out, like I did the thing you're not supposed to do. I just quit it cold Turkey after about two or three months. Um, I didn't really feel any different. Right. And so I, I thought I can get myself out of this. So I do that. Right. And again, remember all this guys is a, is a backstory leading up to, kind of getting through the breakup that changes your life and not just one breakup, but a series of them. You know, if, if you're as unfortunate as a lot of us are, um, there are multiple times where you, you get into relationships that yes, when you think about what's healthy, what's good, what's good of you, what's good of your partner, you know, there's, there's relationships you probably shouldn't be in on paper, but they, you were absolutely in them for the right reasons. So stick with me. So I'm, I'm cutting cold turkey off this antidepressant medication, which is what they say not to do because that's really going to mess you up chemically. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I, I kind of started getting a lot more into prayer and trying to read the Bible and, you know, just trying to understand like, who is God, right? I, I've, I've believed in, in him my whole life, but who is he? And I didn't understand, right? Because like, I've been a Christian since I was 13 at this point, but I've not really been uh, a Christ follower, you know? So, so I do all that kind of stuff, right? Like I'm, I'm kind of trying around this and that. And, um, you know, I, I get into a, a pretty serious relationship with somebody. Again, I was too young to really understand uh, what I was in, what I was wanting to commit to long-term one day. Um, still didn't really understand, you know, like I said, who I was or who I was looking for. Um, it was at that time, just kind of like, who's going to give me attention, uh, cause I didn't think anybody would give me attention. I didn't have high self-esteem. So, um, yeah, you, you, you get out of that. And then, um, you know, again, trying to do things my own way. I, I dabbled a little bit, trying to get close to God, you know, like, Hey God, I'm, I'm here. Um, I'm interested. And then like things kind of shift in the real world and in the day in and day out things. Now I'm back to, Hey, Jason's going to do things his own way because whatever he was doing before wasn't working. And uh, just got really big into uh, drinking and partying and um, just being really uh, promiscuous and um, 
Yeah, man. Just essentially just trying to like wreck my life and everybody, especially like, especially angry at women, right? Like I was really angry at women. I was just seeking to use them to make myself feel better because they'd always hurt me. Right. How many of you guys can resonate with that? You know, so a lot of the most successful men in business or who you see on social media, um, they fall into that category, right? It's, I'm always trying to achieve more, right? Because I can attest to this. I'm always trying to accomplish and achieve more, be more successful because I feel worthless. And I'm always going to try and have these conquests in the terms of, of women because I feel unlovable, right? So I had these, these conflicting battles going on at the same time. And um, I, was just, I was just in a really unhealthy spot, right? And we're talking early 20s at this point. So, you know, I go through that whole sowing your wild oats phase, whatever. Um, and then I'm, you know, 23, approaching 24. And it's like, you know what? I need to start settling down. Like I graduated college. Um, still don't know what I'm going to do with my life. Like I got this bachelor's degree, uh, but I don't know what I'm going to do with it. Um, I just went to school because I'm supposed to go to school. Okay. And uh, yeah, yeah. So anyway, where I'm going with this is you, you go through these life events, right? And, and you think that you're doing them apart from God and apart from Jesus and you're apart from the Holy Spirit. And um, it's, a, it's a powerful testimony to be able to look back and say, wow, like all that, like every single bit of it was for a reason. Every ounce of pain, confusion, frustration, tears, everything, all of it worth it. Um, cause here, you know, look at this now, right? I, I got, I've got a podcast that reaches around the world with thousands of listeners and, um, it's holy crap, like blows my mind. But anyway, um, back to the story. So, and then I get into this, this really long relationship and, and I never entered into it as myself. I still didn't know who I was, right? I was trying to be who's somebody that somebody else is going to want. Right. And it's kind of like, I've always been a salesman. Like, well, you know, oh, Hey, what do you, what do you help people with? Well, what do you need help with? What kind of man are you? What kind of man do you need me to be? Right. That's what I was doing. And, um, yeah. And, and ultimately that just led to a long time of, of growth, but at the same time, um, digging myself into a deeper trench of losing myself, confusion, um, frustration, and just eventually just getting fed up. Like I was not in the place where I knew I was supposed to be. And I didn't have the balls to be able to man up and end it. So I cheated with a married woman and got caught. Right. And, and like to, to my relief, I was caught, you know, but at the same time, I, I, honestly and sincerely can say I have never felt so disgusted with myself, right? That, that, that is where morally 
and emotionally, I felt rock bottom, right? Who am I? What have I become? I thought I was a Christian and I have done what I consider to be like one of the most ultimate sins behind murder. And, you know, uh, there, there was a, there's a period there where it was not uncommon for me as I'm moved back into my mom's house at like 33 and, um, trying to quit my job and hating what I'd done and who I was and no, just knowing that I can no longer be whoever the hell this is. This is not me. And, um, yeah, God, like God came and got me at that point. He came and got me. I didn't have to go find him. Um, he came and got me and goes, okay, I'm here. You're ready to listen and you're ready to stop chasing everything but me. And there is no way you're getting out of this without me, right? Stop trying to do it yourself. Doing it your way is faulty <laughs> and it's broken uh, because you're broken, right? And and that that was amazing um, to go through that. I'd never felt closer to God than in, in that season of my life. And uh, because I'd, I'd been so absent for so long, I'd been gone for so long, kind of like the it, it almost kind of felt like the prodigal son in a way. But during that season of my life, I related so much to like the book of Psalms and, and what David was writing um, about what he was going through and just being in, in total anguish, right? Going through all the emotions, like being angry with God, being angry with myself, being extremely repentant and remorseful, um, and, and just being absolutely sorry for everyone I've hurt in that whole process. And, uh, and, 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 you know, I knew that I had to go forward, right. Outside of that relationship that was just not, it, it wasn't a godly relationship. It wasn't, it wasn't, I felt blessed, um, because I was trying to do it my way. She was trying to do it her way. Uh, and there was no, God wasn't even a thought, right? Healthy conversation, communication was never even a thought. Um, it was so surface level, right? There was no spiritual connectivity there. And, and, you know, God wanted not just me, but he wants all of us to have a, a foundational friendship with him. So that, that way our relationship can be foundationally built upon him and pointed towards him. Right. So, so that's, that's where that was at. Okay. So again, the transformative breakup. Okay. Now I'm in this new season of my life again, right? It's like 10 years out of the game. I'm back in, I'm starting to feel better about myself. I started to get a little bit of attention and, you know, somebody from, from like a long time ago, even before that last relationship had reached out and just kind of seemed like out of nowhere, like serendipitously, like, Oh, maybe this is a sign, right? Maybe this is a sign. So me being unhealed from what I just come out of trying to go into something new, trying to go into something new all in, right? Because it's, I felt like it was a sign, right? Like I was, I was not going to ignore this sign and um, it just didn't work, right? It just didn't work. It wasn't good for me. It wasn't good for her. Um, we both had our own things that we had to work on. I was nowhere near 
um, building a foundational relationship with God with a partner in that setting and in that context. Um, it wasn't healthy. It wasn't good. So again, I'm thankful for that because it helped me grow even more, right? That knocked me back down a few pegs. Like I was getting too cocky, too arrogant. I was, again, I, w- I was acknowledging God, but I was still not close to him. I was still trying to do it my own way. Um, giving him credit for when the good things happened, when I needed him, when I was low and also giving myself a lot of credit when things were going well, right? Not acknowledging him, not thinking of him. So that helped, right? And then, you know, some time goes by and, you know, meet somebody else. And I thought that like, all right, I've done some therapy. I've, you know, prayed a little bit. I've acknowledged God. I've read the Bible, you know, like I've done the reading plans, you know, all that kind of stuff um, the devotionals, I think I'm, I think I'm ready, right? Like, I think I'm ready to start selling now. Cause I, I think I felt that clock ticking and, um, I was just totally blind to any and all red flags, right? Like there was this woman who said that, you know, like, yeah, I've got, you know, I was married and I've got kids. I'm finalizing the divorce, but it's done whatever. And just like all the, all the signs were there, all the flags were there. Um, and it went on, you know, and like, kind of seriously. Oh, I mean, I guess serious to me, because I thought that she was serious, but she wasn't serious because she was living a double life. Like she was not only still married, but still living with the man and uh, had no intentions of leaving him and was just going to continue to lie to me and, and lead me along. But I take responsibility for that because I chose not to see it. Right. Looking back, all the signs were there. I chose not to see it. Again, I was trying to do things my own way. And trying to give some credit to God, you know, for for my growth and, and things like that. But again, I it was still about me, right? It was still about me. And it was just, it was like one trial after another where God was telling me, like, you are not ready, right? You're not ready. You have more to learn. So it it's just like going through that, right? And then get into the place where I am now, right? This was a couple of years ago. And this is like where I'm at now is... It's so much less about me than it has ever been. I like, I still, still get in those moments sometime where I'm like, man, I'm doing really good. Like I did really good with, with that situation, but now it's like, I am as intentional as possible. And I, and I hope that this inspires you guys too right now that like, if you can hear back through that timeline of that, that course of events, my relationship with God and, and the journeys with the breakups, right? Like it's like with each one, you think, man, this is, this is it. This is like the all time low. I can never move on from this. Right. Because everyone is going to hurt over and over and over again. Right. It's just going to end in a breakup. So no, there's hope, but you, but doing it your own way is what keeps you in broken situations and broken patterns. I have, have like, (laughs) This this is where the 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 pivot happens from being a Christian to now being a Christ follower, right? And I feel like that's probably not happened until like the last year of trying to sincerely and intentionally walk the talk and not just claim to believe, but to live the belief. I'm not perfect <laughs> and I never will be. Um but but understanding that that 
my life is God's. Your life is God's. Your business is God's. Your family is God's. Your marriage is God's. It all belongs to him, right? We are the stewards of what we've been given. We are to manage it well. And my body, no matter how strong I am or how fit I am or whatever, like hitting new records in my late 30s as I approach 40, um, that's, that's because I've been given a body, a partner, a business, finances, whatever it is that God has deemed me ready to be able to manage and manage well. And it's up to me to continue to manage them well. And that's why I'm speaking so much on the importance of getting your physical health right and the discipline that it takes there, because the discipline that it takes to manage your health and your fitness and your ability to uh, not just be an absolute glutton or a lush, you know, like I'm using all these biblical terms, like don't overeat, don't overdrink, don't do too much of anything that's going to be harmful for you because that discipline is going to carry over to how you manage your emotions, right? How you manage your, your marriage, how you manage your business and your finances. That's all those disciplinary steps that you have to have every single day when a lot of times your emotions are wanting to lead you a different direction, right? Emotions lead you into those relationships. They're going to break you, right? Because God, God needs you to go through it, right? You got to go through it in order to transform. Um, I, there, there is no way that I would be ready for the things that I have on my plate now, had I not gone through any of that before. So if you're low, if you're down, if you're feeling depressed, if you're feeling frustrated, if you're feeling confused, if you're wanting to know when is this pain, this discomfort going to stop that I'm suffering with silently, but everybody on the surface thinks I'm doing great and I'm killing it. When is it going to stop? And I'll tell you is once you give in and stop trying to make it about you and what you need to do to get out of it. Yes, you need to take action. You need to do what is right. You need to do what is going to grow you and lead you into groups of men and other people and partners and potential partners, that kind of stuff lead you into groups that are better than you. So you can strive to be better than you are now. Okay. That is the importance of growth, of going through painful situations, because we have to learn. And I feel that pain is the great teacher, right? Pain is the great teacher that make us want to change our ways. So guys, just know that if, you're, if your marriage is over, if your relationship is over, if you just lost all your clients and your business and your part, business partner just crapped on the plans that you had worked out, just know that be thankful and as crazy as that sounds, be thankful because you know it's going to get better from here. It's going to get better from here. You are going to learn lessons about yourself that you're going to be able to carry forward. Now, here's where we fail if we stop listening, right? We, we fail to be quiet enough to be able to hear, right? Be still. Listen. Pray for wisdom and discernment to be able to understand what you're being told, the direction that you're to go in, and then act on it, right? 
you must act on it. That's I think that's where a lot of people go wrong. Like, oh, I'm just going to pray about it. I'm just gonna, what, what are you going to do? You're not changing anything about your life. You're just praying about it, right? And it's like that. That's that's like saying, God, I I need you for this, but look away while I still do what I want to do, right? None of that's going to be blessed. And I know a lot of times you might be thinking like, man, there's there's people worse than me that don't know anything about God, don't want anything to do with God, and they're killing it, right? They're where I want to be. They have what I want to have. And just know that that's not for you, right? That's not your path. Your path is the one that you're on. Stop looking at everybody else's. Look to God. Look to scripture. Brother, that's all you need. I'm telling you, that is all you need. We have to be willing to be radically isolated from everything but God, right? That He gives so many examples in the New Testament, right? In the gospels of, of follow me, right? He walks up on these people, these, these fishermen by trade, these um, tax collectors by trade, right? They're doing well, right? They're, they're doing well enough. They're known for what they do, right? They have families, they have careers, they have lives. He, he comes up to them, follow me. And they dropped everything and followed it. That's wild. <laughs> that is wild. Right? Do you have that? I can't say that I would. Right? But I know now I'm closer to, be, to being able to do that than I would be six months, 12 months, two years, three years ago. Guarantee it. And it's all because of the 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 pain I've had to go through, right? And so the pain that you're going through, right? The learning curve that you're on is hopefully taking you in the right direction. If it's not, I, I, I can't advise this enough. You have to surrender. Stop trying to do it yourself. Stop thinking that you can fix it and save your own situation, right? You can't, but be willing to listen to the direction in the actions that you need to take in order to get yourself moving forward, right? He's going to keep giving you opportunities, but just when are you going to listen? I, for a long time, I, was, I wasn't listening. I wasn't listening to anything I didn't want to hear. And I see it all the time with the clients I work with. Bro, this is exactly what you need to do in the gym and in the kitchen to make sure that you have the absolute life that you want where you're free of disease, you're free of injury and pain and discomfort and the ability to get out and do the activities and the hikes and the journeys and the vacations that you want to do. Oh yeah, that sounds great. All right, well, you got to do this. Well, I don't like that. I don't like this. I don't like that. You're not willing to do it, right? You're, you're hearing, right? You're willing to hear it, but you're not willing to do it. And, and I think that is so parallel to what we are to do as, as men who are Christ followers, right? Like there is a massive need. Um, and, and I'm seeing it now more than ever. I don't know, call it old age, call it whatever, but um, the deterioration of men in the home has led to the downfall of society. And men, I can't say this enough, get your house in order. The world depends on it. All right, guys, that's it for this episode. I hope you all enjoyed it. Um, check out the show notes for ways that you can support the show. 
I uh, really appreciate your generosity. It really helps to um, keep things going forward, keep growing the show, keep trying to grow uh, the mission, move it forward with what we're trying to do for men who are just wanting to be uh, absolutely on fire for Christ and their purpose in their life and trying to do it with capable, pain-free bodies. All right, guys, thank you so much. Um, check out the links in the description. Check out the links in the show notes if you're checking out on the podcast and uh, look forward to working with you. All right, see you guys.